Hello, and welcome to Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We are going to hear stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Social Workers Rise podcast. I am your host, Katherine Moore. I am so excited that you are here. I took a little break during the summertime to regroup, do some self-care, and really just kind of take care of myself and plan out for what it is that I want the rest of 2023 to look like, where can I have the most impact, and what has worked for me in the past. And as I was planning out this new season, which is really exciting, by the way, because there's a lot of really amazing guests coming on, we're going to be talking with guests around different topics such as how to write your MSW uh, application for colleges if you're interested in pursuing your MSW, entrepreneurship and social workers in social work, other side jobs or ways that you can use your social work skills coming up, financial freedom, some really, really amazing topics. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And as I was thinking about how to kick off this fall season, I was really just thinking about what is it that social workers need to hear that one, that they don't hear enough, and two, that they may not even realize about themselves. And the thought that kept coming up for me was how much of a leader you have to be to be a social worker on any level. And I want to just first start out this podcast by making sure that you are in the right place, right? So you're in the right place here at the Social Workers Rise podcast and community if you are one, a social worker or a mental health professional, or you're a student and you're interested in learning more about this profession and seeing if it's a good fit for you or not. If you're ready to create massive impact in the lives of others. Also, too, if you are a social worker and you are ready to never be burnt out or be burnt out again, I was there and I just never want to go back. And that is what made me almost leave the field of social work is this tremendous, I don't know if it's a pressure, but this this narrative around, well, you should just expect to be burnt out because you're a social worker, you signed up for this. No, I don't know about you, my friend, but I did not sign up to be burnt out. I signed up for social work to make a difference in the lives of others and to be able to have a career that makes me feel good, gives me purpose, and is able to support my family and myself in ways that I want, right? So the next way that you know if you're here in the right place is you're ready to make a wage that supports you and your family. I am so sick and tired of jobs and industries undervaluing the work that we do, especially when they're asking for things like a master's degree in the job description or an advanced license that requires years of on-the-job experience. It requires money. It requires an investment. And then they're over here trying to give you like $25 an hour. It's just not going to cut it, 
right? It's not going to cut it. So that's why I'm here to change the narrative around these different things. Additionally, while you're here in the conversations and interacting with the Social Workers Rise community, you're going to find out ways to grow your career, find out what's possible as a social worker. And also, too, you're in the right place if you are investing your time, your money, and your energy into your professional development. And if you're just ready to hear stories from other amazing social workers who are doing their thing in the field. So all of the guests that I've had up until this point have been so amazing. We are at episode 134, and we have come a long, long way since we started in January of 2020. I really... 2023 was the first time that the Social Workers Rise podcast hit number 10, 10 in the Apple podcast platform. That is worldwide out of all the podcasts. That is amazing. So it really is about Social Workers Rise and it's about leadership. So when when people first started telling me, oh, Catherine, you're such a great leader. I'm thinking like, I don't, I don't know what they're talking about because I'm just here doing my thing. I'm just here trying to help people, right? And as I dove deeper into this concept around leadership, I realized, oh, oh, shoot. Yeah, I guess they're right. I guess I am doing all of these things about leadership, right? So ultimately, I want to just present this to you and challenge you to think about yourself and your role from a different perspective, okay? So just bear with me. If you are not in management, if you're not a supervisor, if you are not overseeing other people, stay with me, right? Because you are probably doing leadership skills already that are all, that you probably don't even realize you're doing. And this shift in perspective is really going to help you to see the value that you bring for yourself, for your family, for your job, your career, and also for your clients as well, right? So the first thing about being a leader is your ability to guide and influence people. This is what we do as social workers. This is our bread and butter, is our ability to guide and influence people. So for example, I spent many, many years as a hospice social worker and in the medical field, and I absolutely loved it, right? And when I think back to that time and to other jobs that are similar, that are entry level, that are right out of your BSW, right out of your MSW, I think about how, yeah, we really do work on guiding and influencing people because we know the systems. When they come into our programs, a lot of times they're having maybe one of the worst days of their life, right? Or they don't want to see a social worker. Maybe there's something that's been terrible that's happened and maybe they're confused, they're scared, they don't know what's going to happen, they don't know where to go from here. And when we show up, we're able to to really guide them through this process, right? And to influence them hopefully in a positive way and in a way that they really want, right? So a lot of times when people come to us, they don't really know what they want. They know that they don't want to be where they're currently at, but it's hard to see a way out when that's all that they've been able to see. So for example, in hospice, people come to us 
And sometimes they're feeling defeated. They're feeling scared. They're feeling like, oh man, I couldn't beat cancer or whatever it might be, right? And and here I am now. And I don't know where to go or what to do. I mean, they tell me I'm going to die soon, but like, how do I talk to my family about it? How do I feel about it? Are there things that I need to wrap up? How do I even stay safe if my health is declining and I can't take care of myself anymore? So all of these questions, all of this confusion that us as social workers are able to show up and help guide people through this. So if that is you, I am so, so glad that you are here because you are needed. People need you as a guide when they're going through these hard times, right? Whether in whatever setting that you're in. And they need you to kind of help filter through all of these different ideas and things and fears and really figure out what is it that they want, what's going to be the best direction for them and be able to influence and guide them through that, to that goal, right? So I looked up the five key leaders, five keys of leadership that every leader should have. And this is according to LinkedIn. So first is vision. And as social workers, you have the vision. When you go in there and you meet a new client for the first time, you have a clear vision of what it is you know that they're experiencing. This comes through the doing the assessments, right? So the psychosocial assessments and just getting to know them, getting to know what it is that they want, what's most important to them, what brought them here, and then looking at the systems of everything that is currently influencing them at this moment. And so you're able to really paint the picture or create the vision of what it is and where you guys are going to go together and how your organization is hopefully going to help them reach those goals that they have set for themselves, right? Next up is communication. Hey, it's Catherine here. I hope you are enjoying this episode. We're going to take a quick break to listen to these ads from our sponsors. If you're planning to take the BBS Law and Ethics exam, the ASWB Master's or Clinical Licensure exam, or if you're studying for the MFT exam, then you need a proven program that can help you understand the exam questions and pass with confidence. If this is you, I highly recommend the Therapist Development Center. I personally use TDC to pass my law and ethics and clinical exams and found the program provided me with everything I needed to pass with confidence. TDC's program integrates various ways of learning in an organized fashion containing all of the information you need to pass without the overwhelm. And now, bonus, TDC is also offering a library of continuing education courses that fulfill your license renewal requirements and will support you in your career development. If this sounds like something that you need, visit their website, therapistdevelopmentcenter.com and use the code SWRISE10 at checkout to receive 10% off any of their CE courses including their brand new course, On the Edge of Life, an introduction to suicidality. You can also check out the link in the show notes. So, so much of our work is communication, whether it's verbal or nonverbal communication. 
However, how we show up, what we wear, what we dress, how we present ourselves, how we're feeling about ourselves, our level of confidence. If I show up and I'm all hunched over and kind of looking sad and my voice is low and I'm thinking like, okay, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe I can help you, uh, but we'll see, you know, that's communicating that you really don't have very much confidence in yourself as opposed to if you're showing up with your head held high, your shoulders back, and you are really sure like, hey, I might not have all the answers today, but we're going to figure this out together. And I'm confident that I will not leave you, right? I'm here to do the work with you, right? I'm not going to be working harder than you, but I'm going to be here doing the work with you. And we're going to figure out this situation together. And that is key. And how we, there's so many different facets of how we communicate and effective communication and non-effective communication. And I cover so many of these aspects in the course, The Clinical Essentials for the Future Therapist, which is a course designed for new and entry-level social workers who are going into a clinical setting maybe for the first time, or maybe you've been there a year or two and you're just feeling really unsure about your clinical skills. That's what this course is for. And you can check that out in the show notes right now. So next up is empathy. And when we talk about empathy, this is the ability to feel for the other person. And we're not feeling sorry for them. We're able to feel how they might be feeling, right? Or be able to put ourselves in their shoes, right? There is a really great illustration of this that I've seen on the internet where it talks about the difference between empathy and sympathy, So there's a person that has fallen down into a hole and it's really dark and scary down there. And the person with sympathy says, oh, wow, you know, I'm looking down at you and thinking like, oh, that sucks for you. All right. Well, you know, let me know when you just pick yourself back up out of the hole and we'll keep moving on. But the person with empathy, they're the ones that climb into the hole with them and sit next to them and say, wow, it is a really dark place down here. And how long have you been here? And you continue to stay and you have reached out for help because you want to get out of here, but you're not really sure how to do that. We're the ones that climb down into the hole that we go out in the field. We're with our clients. We go to their homes. We see their life and we hear their stories. And it's this empathy that is a tremendous quality of leadership in any setting. Next up is accountability. Accountability for ourselves and accountability for our clients. And with this, we have the accountability to ourselves to show up the best that we can on any given day. And I will be honest, that might look different for you on different days right? Depending on what you're going through and how you're feeling, if there's personal things going on. And it's that challenge of how do we set that boundary and separate those things out so that we are able to be fully present and mindful with our clients, that we're holding ourselves accountable, that we're providing the best service possible to our clients, and that we're able to to have those healthy boundaries and to be able to show up and not let them distract us, right? 
And we hold ourselves accountable to, are we taking care of ourselves, right? Are we consulting when we need to? Are we seeking supervision? Are we learning about what our clients are going through? Learning does not stop after your MSW. It does not stop after you get licensed. Learning is an ongoing thing. And what I realize is the more that I learn, the more I realize I don't know because there's so many different facets and specialties and niches. And it's just, you're never going to know everything. So if you're feeling like, oh man, there's like so much, I don't know. That's a good place to be in. It's good to have that humble and be like, okay, there's these things that I need to learn about, right? Having that accountability for yourself to take that into your own hands and say, where can I find these resources? Who can I talk to? What trainings do I might need? For example, if you need the training, the clinical essentials for the future therapist, that is available. Are you making a priority to invest in that training, right? Accountability also applies to our clients. So when they tell us their vision and we have these care plan goals and we're able to really see, okay, what it is that we're working towards here, and this is going to take steps on their part and on your part, but we're going to be holding them accountable. When we say, okay, you said that you were going to do X, Y, and Z, and you didn't, what happened? What happened here? How can we troubleshoot this? How can we figure out ways to fix this hurdle to get you over this hump so that we can get you to accomplishing your goals, whatever that might be? And lastly is adaptability. There is not a day that goes by that goes according to plan. Right. So I don't know if you've experienced this where you go to work and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to check my emails and then I'm going to follow up with X, Y, and Z clients. And then I'm going to do my documentation and then I'm going to go home by five. However, when you get to the office, you realize, oh my gosh, there is something that has happened and this is a crisis and everything that you had planned for that day just goes out the window and you're talking to your talking to different people than you had planned. You're addressing this crisis. Your emails have not been read, by the way, and you barely have time to do your documentation. So that happens so much, and that is okay, right? You learn how to be adaptable, how to be able to move things around, how to be flexible. And same thing, it happens in our clients' lives as well, right? They do have these best intentions, but stuff happens, right? Like, Maybe their emotional support animal dies and now they're just in a tailspin of anxiety and depression when they were doing so good and they were so stable, right? So how do we adapt to these changing things? And then it's not only just with our clients, but with ourselves because our own personal situations change as well. And what you thought may be, for example, a good job or a good organization, when you get in there, you realize this isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. And maybe I should take a step back and see what my other options are. Or that you loved your job at one time, but now you have grown so much and you've changed and you have just kind of realized, you know, maybe I've, I've learned all that I can learn here. Maybe I've outgrown this position. Maybe it's time to adapt and shift my focus. Or for your own personal life, right? Like I was coping really well. I was doing really great, but now I'm seeing that I'm really tired. 
I've been really irritable. I've been snapping at my partner, at my kids, at my boss, and taking a step back and seeing what is going on with me, what needs to change in my life so that I am able to be who it is that that I want to be, right? That I'm not this burnt out social worker that everybody warned you about, right? And being able to be adaptable like that. So in conclusion, I hope that this gives you a really kind of a different perspective on the work that you do as a social worker, no matter what level that you're on. If you're a BSW, MSW, if you're pursuing licensure, if you are licensed, right? You have been using these keys of leadership every single day in your work. And I hope that you're able to kind of see yourself from a different lens, that you are really guiding and influencing people for the better. And that's powerful. That is super powerful that you have vision, that you have great communication skills, you have empathy for others, you are open to accountability for yourself and for others, and you're adaptable. You're able to be flexible, go with the flow, right? So with this, I want you to really embrace this hidden leader. If this spark something for you. I want to know about it. So go ahead and message me on Instagram. I'm at social workers rise. Also too, I do have a new subscription that started and this is a subscription on Instagram. It's a low cost subscription that gives you access to behind the scenes. Like when I record episodes, when I bring on guests, when I have special posts that I want to share information that you need is your work in a clinical setting and just behind the scenes for me. And it gives us a chance to get to know each other a little bit better. And for you and I to be able to have a more closer relationship, a working relationship that doesn't require a huge investment. Cause I know that there is the course and there's over a hundred of you who have joined the clinical essentials for the future therapist course, but it is an investment And I realized that it might take time to save up and it takes some getting to know each other to see, you know, is this a course that I do want to invest in? Is Catherine a person that I know, that I trust, that I would feel comfortable taking her course? So I completely understand that. I hope that you love this episode. Definitely subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. And if you have listened to this and you're thinking, oh, I think so-and-so needs to hear this. I think my my colleague or my friend needs to be reminded of the leadership skills that they have, then definitely go ahead and text this, text this episode to them, share it with them, encourage them to listen to it. And if they feel comfortable, they can subscribe and listen to more episodes. So I thank you so much for being here and for being part of this community. And until next time, I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Social Workers Rise. If you love this episode, be sure to subscribe and text this episode to a friend. If you want more, there are a few ways we can get to know each other and work together. First, definitely subscribe to the Friday resource email list. The link is in the show notes. 
And that's where you can learn more about the courses I offer, including Clinical Essentials for the Future Therapist and the Pulse Basics for Medical Social Workers. I'll also be sending out occasional tips and resources and other happenings within the social work industry. And for all your clinical supervision needs, be sure to visit risedirectory.com. This is a national directory of clinical supervisors for social workers, and we also provide free resources that you can use within your own clinical supervision. Lastly, if you have more individualized needs, I do offer coaching, individual consultations, and am available for public speaking engagements for social workers and change makers. Lastly, the boring legal stuff, but very important. The information in this podcast is not meant to be a supplement for therapy, professional advice, or clinical supervision. This content is provided as is solely for informational purposes. It is not legal, health, or safety advice. I am not advising you as a therapist. Organizations should engage their own experts to ensure any adoptive measures are compliant with applicable laws and standards in their jurisdictions. The opinions expressed by individuals or organizations are their own and do not reflect the views or opinions of Social Workers Rise or Catherine Moore. References to specific products or organizations do not constitute any endorsement or recommendations by Social Workers Rise.